Sorry I'm late. I was trying to get the most popular toy for Christmas, and I had to become that toy itself because they were just sold out everywhere. If you're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but my mother and father put me in a basket and pushed me down the river in which I was raised by penguins, and I'm going to rise to the top of this city, and I'm going to become mayor. (laughs) It's a good return to form. Uh, This week we have a very special guest. You've heard him on the show before. He's a very funny comedian. Uh, before the pandemic, he hosted one of the funniest and most entertaining shows, Sauced Cinemas, along with countless other things like Batsu in New York City and Chicago. Please welcome Mr. Brian Walters. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. Uh, you know, I just got back from a Christmas party in L.A., and the building my wife works in got taken over by terrorists. I mean, I had to team up with this really sweet black cop via walkie-talkie, and we blew off the roof, and... Here I am. <laughs> Come up to the coast, have a few laughs. I shot a kid. <laughs> Ryan, it's so good to have you back today. We are, uh, we're in the Christmas spirit, I guess, right? Um, so mm-hmm. we're talking a Christmas movie. We're talking The Nightmare Before Christmas. Woo! Tell us this? a little bit about why you chose The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I mean, this is a, a 90 kids staple, right? Uh, this is a, you know, a cult classic now. And uh, I did grow up on this movie. Um, I had the VHS of it and uh, my family watched it every year. And I watched it uh, multiple times a year, like I do every year between Halloween and Christmas. And so uh, upon watching it this Halloween, I had a couple ideas. And I thought the perfect place to pitch it is on your podcast. And here I am. That's so wonderful. I mean... Uh, I don't know about Steve, but I don't really have a connection to this movie. In fact, I don't think I saw it for the first time all the way through until like a year or two ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My connection to this movie, I I remember seeing it when I was little, not really digging it, um, just because I don't think it was my bag. Uh, And then I remember being a teenager and like spending every weekend at the mall and always seeing it in Hot Topic, and I always associated it with the uh, emo scene that mm-hmm. because I was I was like one hundred percent punk rock, right? Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, look at you and your skeleton!" Blah 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 uh-huh. blah. You know, and I, I didn't even I didn't even really care about it. Um, <laughs> and I felt bad because I that was kind of like this movie was like the <laughs> like the symbol of that uh, time and like early 2000s music uh-huh. um i know blink 182 referenced it in a song that's uh, so true <laughs> so yeah i wasn't i wasn't big on this movie but then watching it as an adult and like man the like the songs like just the i, th- I think the the writing in the songs and like you know the, the the how the music was done with how fast everything is like i was i like for mine i'm trying to write a parody for it and like, oh, it is so hard. It's like I feel like it's like 
like high level Sondheim, like this yeah. kind of this kind of music, and it's really impressive. So like, <laughs> when I took off that bi- teenage bias, I'm like, wow, this movie, this movie's yeah. awesome. This movie's a yeah. lot of fun, and it's really, really stylish. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah. He did the Simpsons theme song. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah. She plays a uh, Sally in a number of roles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, so is, isn't Danny Elfman kind of like Burton's boy, like yeah. Zimmer yeah. to, <laughs> to yeah, Nolan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course. Uh, um, or, or Spielberg and and uh, Williams, J. Wills, J. Wills. Yeah. Um, but you know, we do this movie every year at Sauce Cinemas, and it is a huge hit, and we have uh, a lot of fun doing it. Everyone gets really into it, you know. Uh, I love and, that. and it's such a great. Um, it, it's only an hour and ten minutes, so it goes so quickly, and it's an easy watch, and and that's why I watch it every year, you know. Yeah, I feel like so much happens though in that hour, mm-hmm. and and maybe it's because it's a musical. I don't. I've always sort of not liked musicals so maybe that's Mm -hmm. another reason i didn't really watch this movie or get after it is because i just don't like musicals the whole thing is a musical yeah yeah (laughs) um but i think because of that sort of device you can get away with getting a lot more information out in a Mm. smaller amount of time yeah yeah they can blow through a lot of little moments Um, for for me in this movie like the the one thing that I like really appreciated in comparison to other quote unquote children's movies sure. is is that Jack was totally like, Oh, I'm gonna be Santa and I'm gonna try it and he ends up ruining it. But like it, during the part in his song where he has like the self realization, he's like, You know what? I tried it. It was mm-hmm. fun. You know, I don't regret not doing it, but I'm the pumpkin king. Yeah. Like, it was it was a really clear message of like this guy found himself, you know, originally protesting what he wanted to be and now, you mm-hmm. know, because he had that experience, he knows that he's the pumpkin king. And yeah. He's Halloween through and through. That is true. I, the message is be true to yourself. Yeah. Really. I think you could be anywhere in life and appreciate this movie, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I really I mean obviously appreciate the the artistry that went into all the animation is just absolutely incredible mm-hmm. and yeah I, I don't know how much time it took but i can imagine it took more time than i've ever put into anything <laughs> I, I think it took them three years <laughs> I like it. yeah uh hours and hours every day so yeah, crazy absolutely crazy uh it, it did uh one thing i wanted to bring up to you guys that i thought was i don't know this is just a personal wow. thing maybe this guy is a tall, skinny skeleton. He's scary looking. And he mm-hmm. just sounds like a regular dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought his, I thought his voice was going to be so different after seeing his face all these years and seeing him. And then you actually watch the movie and he's just like a guy. It's Danny uh, Elfman. <laughs> is it, isn't that, I mean, that, po- that That makes sense, I guess. Isn't that the point, though? Because, like, he turns on his Batman voice when he goes, I am the Pumpkin King. Oh, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. I guess so. That's true. You can turn it on. You know, so, he's very, he's very he's just, charming as, like, the, the figure of Halloween Town. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't rewatch this movie <laughs> leading up to this. But uh, I did try looking up some things on YouTube, and I saw something really interesting. 
uh-huh. is that apparently there was a sort of semi sequel made to this movie. Oh, as a video game. Oh, for PlayStation Two, it was called <laughs> Oogie's Revenge. Ooh, and it's also a musical. Like throughout the whole game, it's sort of like a third person action adventure beat 'em up. But then all the boss battles are musicals, and there's like <laughs> rhythm sections, and they wrote original songs for the game. Whoa! That's as cool. Jack goes through and and like, and I guess the the thing is he has to go to each of the different worlds in the trees mm. and and collect the doors to lock up and keep them all separated again, or something along those lines. But wow! Just a really interesting. Like I had no idea that that was a thing. I gotta go to GameStop now. Yeah. Ooh. Well, can, can I ask? Okay, so he's walking in the woods, right? Uh-huh. And then he comes onto the <laughs> onto like the little circle of trees, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Is Halloween Town? Is there one for Halloween Town? I forget if there is one. There but is. Guess, okay, so there's. So how did it, how did that happen? How, <laughs> like, like like how did he, he walk it? Like what happens if he walks in that door? Is okay. he just walking through the tree back back towards the woods? <laughs> Yeah. You know what I think it is? Yeah, that's a really is, good point. It, it, I think it's like Super Mario, where you go into a tunnel, and it, it's a shortcut to bring you right back to Halloween Town, like the center of Halloween Town. You know, when he went into the Christmas tree, <gasps> he went and saw Christmas Land from, like, on top of a mountain, right? Yeah. So I imagine it would dump you, a la John Malkovich, like, by the side of a road, and then you... Like hopefully see where you landed, you know. Gotcha. Okay, that, <laughs> that's a good explanation. So there's, so there's a secret like dump spot entrance, and then there's also a secret like get back to that circle of trees somewhere yeah, in, because, in whatever world. Yeah, uh, even when Jack uh, is has failed as Santa, he has like a a door he goes into in the mausoleum in the graveyard that he's like lamenting in. And mm. so he's easily able to go back to Halloween town via this cemetery. So I think they're easily accessible via tunnels and, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> you just gotta for, know where to look. Yeah, you gotta know where to look. Hashtag portals everywhere. Hashtag portals <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> uh, so as we uh, were deciding to do this movie, and I and I made the the selfish decision to not watch it again. Uh, <laughs> it's only an hour and ten minutes, Chris. <laughs> I know, I know. If I watched two episodes of Selena the series, I could have just watched this. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but this. Uh, so I was thinking, what you know, what what can I do to to make a scene that that uh, would be faithful? And and the honest answer is. Uh, I don't know that that's possible because I, <laughs> I don't like musicals very much, but I do sort of like the world of this skeleton man. And I was racking my brain trying to think about it. And uh, eventually I came up with what I think uh, would probably be a prequel story to oh. the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Let's just read through it. And yeah, I guess you can sort of decide on your own. Um, okay. The, the, uh, the, the sort of premise here is that Jack is, meeting his girlfriend's parents for the first time. Okay. Okay. And so this is called the nightmare before dinner. And, uh, I'll be doing all the stage directions. I'll also be reading the role of Stan. Uh, Brian, we're going to have you reading for Nancy and Philippa. Okay. 
And Steve, you're going to be reading for the role of Jack. What role, what role are you reading for? I am reading for Stan. Tears come cold, I wonder why. <laughs> it's all a better off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the nightmare before dinner. Interior, house, living room, night. A doorbell is heard and Nancy, an average height, alive human woman, answers the door. Oh, hello. You must be Jack? Jack enters from outside. He is a tall, thin skeleton man. Yes, Jack Skellington. Pleased to meet you. You must be Mrs. Lucifer? Yes, Nancy. They shake hands and Nancy gestures and escorts Jack to the living room, where they sit. Philippa will be down soon. We hear a creak, and both Nancy and Jack look up to the top of the stairs. Speak of the devil. Philippa appears at the top of the stairs. She's about 18, mostly human, except that she has devil horns, a tail, and reddish skin. She comes bounding down the stairs. Oh, Jack. At the bottom of the stairs, Philippa hugs Jack. Nancy gives Philippa a knowing look. I see you've met Mama. Yes, only just. Well... Don't you two make a pair. Philippa looks to Jack with a loving smile, while Jack looks back at her, confusion in his cold eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> Come now, let's set for dinner. Interior continues to go to the dining room. Jack, Philippa, and Nancy enter the dining room. Jack pulls out a chair to help Philippa sit, and Nancy goes to the kitchen. Just as Jack is sitting in his chair, Stan, a large man with devil horns, a tail, and red skin, similar to Philippa's but exaggerated, enters. He stops in the doorway as soon as he recognizes Jack. Nancy enters from the kitchen, carrying a dish. Who's ready for green bean casserole? Nancy stops as she recognizes what is happening. Stan looks to Nancy. How could you? How could you let that thing into my house? Daddy, please! Jack stands and extends his arm, which is super long and reaches all the way across the table. <laughs> Pleased to meet you, sir. I'm Jack I don't care. Nancy sets the dish on the table and goes to Stan, putting her hands on his shoulders. Come now, honey. Can't we just have a nice dinner? G Dad, you always do this. You never like any of my boyfriends. Boyfriend? Philippa turns to Jack, grabbing his hands in hers. Yeah, I mean, if you want to. Of course I do. No! No daughter of mine will date a skeleton! You don't even know him! I know his type. Skeletons only want one thing. To get inside your flesh. <laughs> Dad! It, it's okay. I mean, I do want your bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, can't you see they're in love? Ha! Huh. Love? What could you possibly love about him? Other than his bone? Ah! I'm kidding! Though his fingers are also bones, he's got a lot of dexterity in them. Ah, that's not love, that's lust. Your relationship can't be purely based on sex. Wasn't ours in the beginning? That's different. Is it? You certainly caught me with your devilish good looks. <laughs> and I did like your naughty side. Stan and Nancy embrace. Stan's tail rises up behind Nancy's head. 
Ew, we're still standing right here. Yeah, right. Sorry, Jack. I just have to torment anyone my little girl brings home. But I see now that she also torments me. She gets that from you. And you. Oh, you're bad. Stan and Nancy start viciously making out. <laughs> uh, should we leave? Mmm, let's go upstairs. But the green bean casserole! <laughs> and... What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? It zooms out, and we're in Thanksgiving What's land. This? What is this? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was great. That was really. Pointless or yeah. <laughs> weird. Uh, I I feel like you started with the bone joke and then wrote everything else around it. <laughs> basically, basically, I was like, uh, oh yeah, make some bone jokes and then and then oh you know what maybe if we just did like guess who's coming to dinner <laughs> and and did that but instead of Sydney Poitier it's a skeleton. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I want to call out, I see here in the script that it's, yes, Jack Skeleton, pleased to meet you. And and uh, Grande did the nice thing of fixing it to Skellington. What, what, did you mean to put Jack Skeleton or Jack Skellington? As I said, I didn't bother to rewatch this movie, so I just assumed his name was Skeleton. I'm just happy it wasn't Jack Skellington, man. <laughs> I did actually, oh. uh, the, the, the family name is Lucifer, and, yeah. uh, originally I wrote Finkelstein, mm. but then, uh, watching a YouTube video, they're like, oh yeah, Finkelstein is the name of that duck guy with the brain. Yeah, wait, you didn't, you didn't know that prior to picking that name? No. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to change it. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm the worst. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you were just going for a Lucifer joke. I, I mean, yeah. it became that once I realized I had to change the name and I had these devils in the scene. Um, <laughs> anyways, but, uh, uh. but yeah, that is is the nightmare before dinner. And uh, I'm, I'm sure many people who have uh, interacted with their families over the holidays or, you know, this past Thanksgiving can can understand. Exactly. Yeah, I look yeah. forward to that at Christmas dinner, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move right along. Steve, I think you did the right thing by actually writing some songs. <laughs> so, um, so I didn't I didn't really write any songs. I'm basically parodying uh, two songs from the first movie. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, like this mu this music is really Sondheim-y, so I'm going to try my best. Um, but, uh, the way I see this sequel is, uh, when I saw that St. Patrick's Day four-leaf clover on that door, I was like, okay, this movie, they're going to get into all the drinking holidays. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, starting with St. Patrick's Day. Um, so this first scene is Jack finding, uh, 
what's it called? Finding St. Patrick's Day land. All right. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know this musical all that well, but uh, yeah, I think I, I've been, I practiced enough. I think I got it. Okay, here we go. You got this. This is Drink This. Drink this, drink this, there's green beer everywhere. Drink this, drafts of Gannis poured with care. Drink this, there's blurriness in my eyes, I must be careening. Wake up, Jack, you can't, you can't sleep there. Drink this. Drink this, drink this, there's something very wrong. Drink this, shots of whiskey through a bong. Drink this. The streets are lined with 20-something, smashing everybody, seems so happy, I just puked on my friend Kathy, drink <laughs> up this, drink this! <laughs> there are drunkards throwing bottles and falling on their head, they're busy being Irish with fake hair made of red, there's vomit on every window, oh I'm a leprechaun in disguise, and in my pants I feel the warmth that's coming to the outside! <laughs> Oh, look, drink this. That girl has camel toe. She hissed. She's calling me a freak. So why? So weird. <laughs> They're gathering around my cousin Dory to throwing glasses into the fire. What's this? We drink this. <laughs> uh, drink this. In here, they've got a little leaf. How weird. Now I need a drink. I cry. They're covering it with shamrock spirals, alcoholics with internal denials, and there's a smile on everyone, so now correct me if I'm wrong. This looks fun. Uh, this looks like fun. This looks like fun. Oh, could it be we all eat fish? Drink this. <laughs> right, so that's, oh that's my drink goodness. this. And uh, Brian, you're going to help. Uh, so then there's the oh. Boozy Man song, which I... Uh, yes, of course. Bo- Boogeyman. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I forgot to say this earlier when we were talking about the movie. Um, I think one of my favorite lines in any movie is in this, just in like the way it was delivered, with it, the, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, okay. So, Brian, so, in this scene, you know, this is kind of the part of the movie that's showing the ugly side of alcohol, and then mm. there's this regular at the bar that is not leaving called the Boozy Man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and he's, like, tied up the bartender. Um, so, Brian, you will be bartender. Okay. Uh, and we're going to start probably, like, the second half of the song towards yes, the end. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, Brian, whenever you're ready. All right. Boozy Man's song. Release me now or you must pay all the bar's expenses. The patrons are waiting for me, so please come to your senses. Your token, your token, I'm your worst fears. Did someone shut that fella up? I just hear drunk girl tears. I'm funny, I'm laughing, I really drank too much. And now with your permission, I'm gonna do this stuff. (laughs) What are you gonna do? I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the best I can. Whoo! I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the best. I'm gonna do the best. I'm gonna do the best I. I can. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and that there's a big musical number <laughs> and that it it goes to oh the sound of running mice people's butts stick into a chair because i'm a rambling boozy man and i don't give a care i'm much more fun i must confess when livers are on the line not mine of course but yours old boy uh now i'll be just fine Release me fast, or you will have to answer to that asshole barback. <laughs> oh, Rummy, you're something. My head is in a spin. You aren't comprehending the position this shot is in. It's hopeless. You're finished. Through this car bomb, I will tear. Because <laughs> I'm Mr. Boozy Woozy. And I don't give a flying fuck. I'm not leaving this bar, dickface. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh my god holy moly i i legit want to see this movie <laughs> yeah i i'm imagining that jack brings back you know a la him going to uh christmas land and bringing christmas spirit back he goes to saint patrick's land and comes back and now Santa Con is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where everybody's dressed up in Santa outfits getting drunk and they have their own version of this song. Yeah, you know, and when I was writing Drink This, and, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, that that's what was in my head. It was a, a Santa Con, 12 bars of Christmas is happening, uh, like, kind of thing. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm sure it gets pretty pretty rowdy in New York City. Um, but like, I have seen some horror, horrible things happen in Wrigleyville on a, mm-hmm. on a St. Patrick's day. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they all, they all tied together and yeah, definitely. I love it. I mean, the, uh, first of all, great songs. Um, yes. really good, really good. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the, the, the obvious place to go is to say, Hey, we've got these other holidays. With, and a lot of them have interesting characters, so how can we, like, incorporate this this uh, character from Halloween Town visiting and, like, you know, uh, maybe the Easter Bunny runs revenge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, he, he goes in it and interacts with, like, the Uncle Sam, maybe, for Fourth of July? I don't know. Or Leprechaun for St. Paddy's Day, but I like that you took it in the method of like, oh no, he's just gonna get <laughs> wasted with all these people <laughs> on all the big drinking holidays. Yeah, um, he's do, becoming an adult. Yeah. Does uh, does Jack when he drinks? Uh, does it do the Pirates of the Caribbean thing where we see the liquid going through his uh, skeleton body? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. This <laughs> is <laughs> a big trail in the ground mm-hmm. wherever he goes. <laughs> That's how Zero finds exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> One thing too. Uh, I mean, I know we're going to get into yours in a second, Brian, and I know yours uh, is a lot more faithful. But uh, I, I also was really interested in the idea that. Um, we could explore holidays other than the ones that were on those trees and mm-hmm. maybe even like mm-hmm. American specific holidays, like Martin Luther King day would be a really interesting way to see. <laughs> a really, a really somber holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Or, or you know, just like this. Arbor Day. He's already in the forest with all those trees. Um, what about the tree holiday? Yeah, Lee Ferrison Day. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I still have my script as well. Oh my let's, god, let's, it sounds um... like we're we're treading on some toes here, and I cannot <laughs> wait. This is going to be absolutely incredible. Brian, take us away. All right. So, um, uh, to preface this, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the old movie, uh, the original movie, doesn't. Uh, it's not set in the nineties. Um, I, I saw this uh, trivia fact on IMDb. Uh, he's. It says uh, Jack rides across the sky under a Christmas Eve full moon. Between the end of World War II and the end of 1993, the year of the film's release, there were only five Christmas <laughs> Eves with a full moon, or as close to full as no matter 1950, 1958, 1969, 1958. Like, no, like you know? if you look at the military um, that tries to shoot down Santa Claus? Uh, Jack, yeah, Santa Claus, um, they use like World War II type of weapons. Oh, wow. Um, and even the phones that they use and the, the style of everything is kind of uh, older. Wow, okay. That's, so, that's <laughs> like sense. a little thing that you don't think about, but somebody did. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, somebody. Um, so, <laughs> obviously, the original was called Nightmare Before Christmas. I wanted to be a little bit more inclusive. Mm -hmm. So, my sequel is called Nightmare Before the Holidays. Okay. And, uh, Chris, you're going to be reading the yellow parts, okay. uh, and then I'll be reading the red, and then, uh, Grande, you're going to be reading the green parts. All right? Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Let's, uh, let's go for it. All right. Nightmare Before the Holidays by Brian Walters Was a long time ago, but sooner than you remember, we look forward to celebrations at the end of December. For the story that you are about to hear will be about more holidays of the year. Now you're probably wondering yes. where this story is going. Better grab a jacket. It's going to be snowing. <laughs> yeah. We hear Danny Elfman music as we see Nightmare Before the Holidays in the Sky. As we zoom down to the forest, we all remember. We see prominent trees with a giant heart, a four-leaf clover, an Easter egg, a firecracker, a turkey, a Christmas tree, and finally, a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> the jack-o'-lantern door swings open, and we see the mayor of Halloween Town emerge. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone! We see Santa, the Easter Bunny, Cupid, Leprechaun, a paranoid turkey. Oh, I'm sorry. A, uh, pardoned, a pardoned turkey. <laughs> Who is paranoid? He's still on edge. He's like, yeah, you said, you said pardoned, yeah. but I don't fucking believe you. They said you. it on the radio. We ain't got no radio, turkey. Uh, <laughs> and Uncle Sam is there as well, along with their honored guests, all welcoming the mayor. Ho, <laughs> ho! Oh, where's Jack? Mayor's face slips to horror. You mean he's not here yet? They should have been here by now. They? Is Jack bringing his lovely wife, Sally? Mayor's face slips to normal. 
Yes, they're also bringing their daughter, Jackie. Ho, ho, ho! I've been looking forward to meeting her. She's quite a mischievous one. Quite the firecracker, says Uncle Sam. We're just honored to be here, said the pardon turkey. <laughs> as soon as the turkey leader gobbles, the nine surrounding turkeys gobble as well. <laughs> we just gobble one more time. As <laughs> the rest of the guests are covering their ears, the jack-o'-lantern door opens again and we see Jack and Sally. Lots of excitement! Happy New Year's Eve, one and all! Happy New, Happy Year's, New Year's Eve! Easter Bunny is bouncing up and down with excitement. Thank goodness you made it! I was worried you slept-walked again. Jackie played a prank on us on the way here. She set her new invention on the path and Jack tripped on it. My head came rolling off and Zero had to fetch it. Jackie really puts the trick in trick or treat. All her creativity, she takes after her mother. Ho, 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 where is your little one? Jackie? Jack and Sally look around to find their daughter, nowhere to be seen. There she is. We find Jackie opening the Christmas tree door and peering down, just like her father before. Jackie is a spitting image of both Jack and Sally. Ho, ho, ho! You're more than welcome to visit, but I don't want to see you on my naughty list, all right, dear? I'll stay out of your beard. Santa has an uproarious belly laugh as he doesn't notice Jackie quickly bend down. Why don't you hang out with the rest of the gang at the kids' table? Jackie heads over to the kids' table as Cupid is about to make an announcement. Santa falls over because he finds that his shoelaces have been tied together. <laughs> the rest of the adults go to their respective seats by their trees. Jackie heads outside to the circle of trees to find a smaller circle of trees. She looks at the doors on the trees, yes, and sees a groundhog, an earth, a marijuana leaf, a football, and a whoopee cushion. She sees a table of new friends and is greeted by a groundhog, a recycle symbol, a joint, and a child in a referee's outfit. What? Welcome to the kids' table. Most of us are unofficial holidays, but we're ready to be, says the recycling symbol. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, the thing just went. Uh... Oh, no. Chris, cut this out. Okay. <laughs> I saw my shadow this year, so I'm not allowed at the adults' table. Did you bring any snacks? <laughs> that was the worst whistle. whistle. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> whistle. <laughs> I can't whistle. Uh, no smoking in the forest. Are you crazy? The joint blows smoke in the referee's face. Trumpets are heard as Cupid makes his announcement. <laughs> Welcome to the end of the year celebration. I was... This year's host, Cupid of Valentine's Land. <laughs> and this year, 1969, nice. the year of love, was a great success. As you all know, the mantle must be passed on. I hand it over to Uncle Sam of Independence Land. What an amazing decade the 60s were. 
I'm honored to lead the 70s here. America's bicentennial year happens this decade, and we have a lot of faith in this Richard Nixon guy. <laughs> anyway, there are some new holidays being released this decade. We're trying to make them a bit more mainstream. Give it up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Four, <laughs> 420. Yeah, all right, man. All right, man. April Fool's Day. <laughs> and Earth Day. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Stupid. That's where we live. <laughs> we already live on Earth. What's to celebrate? Jackie consoles a sad looking recycling symbol. Everyone, it's almost countdown time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that turkey gobble. Uh, everyone counts down to the new year and cheers as we pan back into the sky, a la Avengers Endgame. You see a black screen with the words 50 years later. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> All right, so that's the intro scene. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I have a basic synopsis that I'm going to read out. Uh, so, as you guys could tell, the, the, first, the first part of this uh, was set in 1969, 1970. Yep. So 50 years later would imply around now. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, basic synopsis. We find out that Uncle Sam wearing a MAGA hat has taken over the end of the year festivities for many years now. Santa is devastated from the naughty list getting longer and longer and children just not being interested in toys. Oogie Boogie's kids have been influencing the children of the world via social media. <laughs> The people of the world aren't celebrating holidays as much this year. The streets have actually been bare. All of the other holiday leaders are confused and saddened with the state of the world. Sally has taken over her father's laboratory, and upon investigation, she and Jackie discover that the cause of the humans becoming reclusive is Oogie Boogie. Wow. Oogie Boogie has gone to a molecular <laughs> level oh, no, and has no. spread around the world like a virus. <laughs> Jackie assembles her gang of now mainstream and grown-up holiday friends to help her defeat Oogie Boogie and dethrone Uncle Sam. Yes. The recycle symbol still doesn't have the community's respect <laughs> or much confidence, but becomes the MacGuffin and the true hero of our film. Thanks to Jackie and with the help of all the old and new holiday leaders coming together a la Avengers Endgame, <laughs> the people of the world rediscover Earth Day. Everyone is seen reflecting, becoming mm -hmm. more aware of issues around the mm -hmm. world, and they decide to take action by starting to clean up their neighborhood. The holiday leaders are pleased, and they move the earth tree and the whoopee cushion tree <laughs> to the circle of trees. Jackie and the recycling <laughs> symbol embrace as all the turkeys gobble. The end. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. <laughs> No, that is, uh, I did not expect table. it to go an Avengers so route. I'm so glad it did. <laughs> um, I also, like, I legit did not read any part of your script before we started this. So uh -huh. earlier when I started just thinking off the top of my head, like, 
Same brain. Same brain, man. That, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, as soon as you said Uncle Sam, I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 I love that in the end, it's it's Earth Day and April Fool's Day. <laughs> that yep. really, really gets it. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine 420 Day is still over there. Like, uh, <laughs> this is better than it was, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, not not hundred percent there yeah, yet. Has yeah, has four twenty day moved in fifty years? You know, um. no, it hasn't. <laughs> not just yet. The tree has grown, yeah. but it hasn't moved uh-huh. to the the you know circle of yeah. trees. I actually have some extra trees that I came up with. Hell yeah! That, if I could pitch Hell it to yeah. you guys, lay it on us. So uh, I, I came up with three more trees. There's a, a Black Friday tree played by a goth. Okay. Um. There's a, a pride tree played by a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Cyber Monday tree played by a robot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there absolutely is. <laughs> he, just, he just always butts in with sales. That are <laughs> deals, 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 but they're actually pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> he turns around and you just see the Wish logo on his back. <laughs> Uh, maybe this falls into Earth Day, but yeah, there should. Is there an Arbor Day tree that's just like it's got a tree symbol on the tree, and you go inside, and it's just a bunch of other trees? <laughs> I think um, maybe the reveal at the end of the sequel is that there has been a tree that we've noticed from the beginning, but didn't know that there was a door. But actually, that door opens, and it's a a tree that looks like a tree. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a tree door with on the tree. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, a la you know, Spider Verse, like we see it expanded even more, and we meet Arbor Day, and then you know, Black Friday, Pride, Cyber Monday. Yes, it's kind of like the X Men. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Pride. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of other like holiday characters, like Labor Day is Rosie the Riveter or something. yeah that's good um yeah i also didn't want to you know because for a second i thought oh i should put you know the other religions in there and then it would just become too much so i try to keep it a little light but definitely went down the uh 2020 Mm -hmm. route there (laughs) and you could have like uh may the 4th and just have like a star wars character like like you know, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader is the is the mascot. That's so good. It should be um, the Carbonite Han Solo <laughs> as the door. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's that's so. I want to see that now. That's really stupid. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know they just released that Star Wars uh, holiday movie on Disney Plus. Oh, so that's right. It's all Legos, they, right? They can. Yeah, they can cross over with with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas now. At a yep. have you seen it? Has anyone yeah. seen this this thing? Mm. No, I'm waiting for it to get a little closer to Christmas. Yeah. Which I guess this episode is. Yeah, I, I've watched it. Oh, by yeah, now. okay. Uh, like I know that it's <laughs> Legos, but is it? Do you know if it's just a recreation of the original holiday special, or is it like its own I, thing? No, I can't it, believe it is. <laughs> I want it to be. That would be really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they make fun of it or reference okay. it, but it is literally, uh, from what I saw in the trailers, it is 
all uh, nine movies, uh, plus, you know, Solo mm-hmm. and uh, Rogue One, like, they all cross over and all celebrate together. Oh, that's fun. So, like, people from the prequels, characters from the prequels are meeting characters from the post-sequels, you know? That is good. I hope I hope it's, like, I hope they also sing in it, too. Like, I'm I sure hope, they will. I, I hope R2-D2 is singing uh, <laughs> Let It Snow, but it's all just B-boops. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say that, you know, we hear uh, R2-D2, but it's like Josh Groban's voice. (laughs) Or Michael Bublé. There needs to be a scene, right, where it's, everyone's like, oh yeah, you gotta be with your family on on the holiday. And Han Solo's like, I don't have a family, because I'm so low. As he looks directly (laughs) into the camera. (laughs) Yeah. Blink, blink. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) <laughs> I hope as he says that, like we see out into the spaceship into space, and then we see Kira's ship like fly in <laughs> and then just take off. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny. Enough about Star Wars, Brian. Thank you so much for being with us. I know that we are thank still you. in the middle of this pandemic, yes. uh, so there isn't Not a ton of stuff going on coming out, but. Uh, do you have any projects you'd like to, to pitch or plug to anybody? Actually, yeah. Um, I just found out that a movie I did two years ago is on Amazon Prime now. Uh, it is rental as of now, but it should be available soon to Prime members. Um, and it's called Embattled. Uh, it's starring Steven Dorff and uh, Darren Mann. And it's about a UFC fighter uh, who is an abusive father and he uh, is paid to fight his son. Uh, they face off against each other. I am obviously not uh, the fighter. Yeah. Well, what is your role in this? This, uh, this sounds really fun. Yeah, um, I play the uh, roommate of the love interest of the son of the main character. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, I, I can't but, wait uh, to see it. We we gotta have a yeah. watch party or something. Did, this sounds did, awesome. Did you get any? Did you get any scenes with Stephen Dorff? I did not. I did not. I worked with a a, a daring man, which was really fun. Um, I, I did not get a chance to meet Steven Dorf. I, I heard uh, a, a lot of things on set, though. It was a lot you, of fun. You had me at Blade's enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you can you give us an uh, exclusive, saw... uh, uh, just like ten second story that you heard on set, or is it all too like sensitive? You can't. Don't want to. Uh, it's a little okay. sensitive right, right now. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Stephen Dorff got <laughs> drunk and fought everyone uh-huh. on the set. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. How did you already found out? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys. Um, I, I really appreciate it. it honestly, this uh, podcast is such a great place to be able to like get our creativity out and... Um, like, I feel like I can release this from my psyche now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had this idea, you know, bubbling around, this idea that um, Jack and Sally have a kid. And I was thinking, like, who would be this kid? Uh, and it's someone who's mischievous, but also inventive. And then I thought, oh, this kid is like April Fool's Day, you know? Yeah. Um, trying to come up with new pranks and new inventions and stuff like that. So... Then I started thinking about other holidays that don't get acknowledged as much, and uh, I picked my favorite ones, like Super Bowl and 420. Yeah, and I mean, I love that you, you captured that that essence of the mischievousness in in this. Uh, I think the only 
for me, the only the only downside is that it it is so short. You know, I, I kind of want to see an expanded version that's an hour and ten minutes long. And, <laughs> Yay! Uh, <laughs> I mean, this Happy yeah, to hear you that. had a really really strong piece here, and I I can clearly tell that you thought a lot more about it than I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jack Skeleton Man, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome, yeah. So Brian, thank you again for coming with us and. I'm excited to check out Embattled and uh, to see you up there on, you. This, on the big screen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, guys, I, I'm sorry, but I do have to get oh, going. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, my buddy and I, we're, we're going to bring a, a lady to Paris and, and pass her off as the Grand Duchess of Russia. So got to get on that. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> well, sorry, but I got to run. Um... I have scissors for hands, and I, I, you know, I cut people's hair, I cut people's shrubbery, but I'm still sad, you know, real sad. Uh, well, I mean, if you guys are leaving, I suppose I should get going too. I, um, I guess I should probably try and get home for Thanksgiving. I hope that all the trains are working on time, and that it's not snowing too much for airplanes, or that I can get a rental car. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs>